This has been my most requested topic by far. Why? Because imposter syndrome is something that is experienced by many small business owners and entrepreneurs, and its effects are felt in many ways, which I'm going to explore with you today. Imposter syndrome is definitely part of the entrepreneur and business owner vernacular, unfortunately so. If you think you may be experiencing imposter syndrome, then you're going to want to tune in right to the very end of this episode as I'm unpacking a lot. And my purpose with this conversation is to bring fresh lens into this topic in the hope that it supports you if this is something you're experiencing now or in the future. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now let's dive into today's episode. Full disclosure, I've never actually resonated with imposter syndrome and it's not because I don't suffer from it, because I have and I will share more on how I overcome it a bit later. But the reason I haven't resonated with imposter syndrome as such is because the name itself hasn't sat well with me. You see, my biggest personal value is honesty and the name suggests dishonest or fraudulent Perhaps you feel the same way or maybe you haven't been able to put your finger on how you're feeling because the associations of the name itself hasn't resonated. And yes, it's true. Whilst the meaning of imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, especially for fraudulent gain, when you put it together with syndrome, i.e. imposter syndrome, it takes on a completely new meaning. Harvard Business Review describes it as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. The reason I share all of this is because words can be a sticking point for me and it may for you too. And I wanted to put that to bed straight away because this is a true and real challenge that many business owners face. Hello, boss. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation and buckle your seatbelts because it's a big one. Sometimes imposter syndrome can be confused with the early stages of learning because let's face it, that too is a very uncomfortable stage. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode number three, the four stages of learning, please go back and check it out because it's actually two very different things that you're experiencing. When you're in the early stages of the learning cycle, there's a lot of discomfort that comes with that. That is fundamentally different to when you are experienced and have all of the qualifications and feel like it's still not enough and crippled by self-doubt and all the things that I mentioned earlier. Now, let's begin with exploring how it manifests. And please know this is not an exhaustive list. It's just a few of the main ones that I pulled out. 
The first one being overworking and comparison. So you're always looking to the left and to the right at all the other people who are in your niche and thinking you're not as good as them. And then also overworking, you compensate that feeling of self-doubt and unworthiness by working more and more and more. Number two is that you create impossible standards and unrealistic goals for yourself. And then this looks in the way of perfectionism. So you set yourself completely unrealistic goals and you go and strive for them. And then of course you fall short and then that then becomes that perpetual cycle. Or you have such impossible standards that there's no way that anybody could meet them and then use that as validation that yes, you're not good enough or that you are in fact an imposter. Number three is that you're chasing down all the learning. So I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment, but basically you're learn, 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 and this can be a form of procrastination as well, but can be driven from imposter syndrome. Number four is that you're constantly second guessing and undermining your skill set, expertise and worth to others. And the belief system that you're not good enough or that you're going to get found out. Number five is self-sabotaging and undermining behaviors. So you do end up doing things in your business that's actually going to sabotage or, as I said, undermine your success and, and not do the things that will take you to the next level because fundamentally underneath that, you believe that you're an imposter and that you're not worthy of that next level. So you take actions to, as I said, sabotage those. And number six is that feeling of dread and heaviness around being a phony, about being caught out, and that, yes, that all of this is just smoke and mirrors. So I wanted to share with you in this episode some of the things that I personally have used to help me move through my own imposter syndrome. With full disclosure, this does still pop up. I don't know that you ever fully get over it if this is something that you encounter, but you do get better at overcoming it when it rears its ugly head. And inside this toolkit that I'm going to share with you today is a great way to activate that and help you move through those those challenging times. So the first one is to create a list of your skills and evidence of your expertise. And I mentioned in a recent episode, one of the things that I did that really transformed my business was understanding my unique value proposition. And so this is kind of in that vein. So as ambitious, high achieving, diligent humans, we can get caught up in ticking all of this metaphoric boxes, where those boxes come from, nobody really knows. And if you sit outside the box or if there's one box unchecked, then it's a no pass and you get really hard on yourself. It's easy to get fixated on the things that you're missing instead of the amazing things that you bring to the table. And I want to be really clear here. There's no one right way to have developed your skills. You know, it can be from your you know experience it can be from your degree it can be from all different pathways and this notion that there's only one path that you have to have traveled is absolutely ridiculous and yet this is the story that we get caught in telling ourselves is that oh i didn't come through this path or i haven't done it this way or you know whatever and then all of a sudden those feelings come flooding in around self-worth or that you're not good enough or that that you are in fact an imposter 
And this is where I got stuck in imposter syndrome is because I didn't go to university. And yet I consider myself to be a lifelong learner. The truth is, is that there's so many different pathways to success and to believe that university is the only way, yet I did get stuck on that for a really long time. And if I actually unpack that now, it's totally ridiculous because if I'd studied business at university between 97 and 2000, not much of that undergrad would be particularly relevant today. In its place, I studied vocationally and from industry experts in marketing and financial services and positive psychology and now in professional coaching. And I have 20 years of business experience in small business, marketing, business support and sales and state level leadership. And yet I still told myself these stories that I was an imposter, that my skills weren't real because I hadn't learned them from a university lecturer. And when I then went on to unpack that even further in that there's so many successful people out there who don't have a degree like Mark Zuckerberg. I think he has an honorary degree now, but Richard Branson, Emma Isaacs, I think she's studying now as well. Melanie Perkins from Canva, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, the list goes on. So if you don't have a specific degree in a specific thing that you're doing, that is not a chokehold. There is no one right way to have developed skills. It's really important to create a list of all your skills and evidence of your expertise. And as I said, this is not just about your studies, but it can be your skill set that you've gained through your experience as a business owner, as in your career, as well as the things that you have studied along the way that's outside of university or in university, if that's your pathway, and also your experiences in life, because that is also a huge part. Certainly for me, it's a massive part of you know what I bring into my business. Your true worth comes at the intersection of all these three things, not just in a traditional set of rules that says that you are qualified at this point in time. Now, obviously this is different for technical skills like architects and, you know, health professionals and things like that. It's completely different. That's not, not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about as a general rule. But by being really clear on your own skill and value and how it's unique to you and how that then allows you to create real transformations and outcomes for your clients, having that list, it's so powerful. Now, moving on to the second one, we're going to breeze through the next few, but coming on to the next one is mindfully consuming content. We live in a 24-hour social media news cycle and there's a plethora of content out there that's in some ways pushing competitors down to propel a brand forward and, and that can look like agitating negative thoughts. And this is for another podcast, I'm going to be honest, but this can also play into, you know, triggering people and whatnot. So I'm of the opposite ends of the spectrum where I like to inspire people to move forward as opposed to, you know, getting stuck in the negative. But for me personally, I would get really triggered by those types of posts. And in the end, I've become really great about either muting those types of posts or unfollowing those accounts. And so if you're struggling with imposter syndrome and there are accounts or sources of information that's coming into into your newsfeed or into your inbox or whatever that agitates you and it triggers a negative mindset when it comes to well, all things, not just imposter syndrome, then you need to play an active role in protecting your mindset. Someone else's broad opinion or criteria of anything should really not have a lot of bearing on you. So mindfully consuming content is 
a key component of overcoming imposter syndrome or moving through imposter syndrome. Number three may sound a little bit woo-woo, but it is to talk to yourself. Let me ask you this. Is your brain noisy? Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. Um, the truth is all of our brains is quite noisy, especially as business owners and entrepreneurs. And the truth is, is that that not only is your brain noisy, it's probably full of criticism, self-doubt, mean thoughts and lies that are pulling you down and, and really weighing you down. And this is where point one becomes quite helpful by having that list of evidence if you like, of all the things that you bring to the table, evidence that you are qualified to do what you do. And so that when you have those bouts of negative self-talk, you actually physically talk back to yourself. And I mean like looking in the mirror and talking to yourself. Like I said, it might sound a bit woo-woo, but it really does work. And I do this myself. Providing a counter argument to those mean things that you're thinking about yourself is a really great way to bring them down, disarm them when they do come up and arise. Number four is to avoid weaponizing your failures and mistakes. Do you use mistakes and failings as proof of your imposter syndrome related fears? You're not alone. You're not. And the truth is, is that everybody fails or makes mistakes at times. And that's actually how we learn. I suggest that when that does happen, instead of using it as evidence that, yes, see, you are an imposter. Yes, see, you're not good enough. Instead, isolate the incident, unpack what's happened, what was the mistake, what was the failings, what are the learnings, avoiding self-blame and really understanding what went wrong and figuring out how to avoid that next time pulling out all the heat and really isolating it to the incident itself and not then using that as evidence that you're not worthy or you're not good enough or that you're an imposter. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode number 14, is fear of failure holding you back from growing your business? I definitely recommend going back and checking out that one as well. My fifth and final antidote if you like, for moving through imposter syndrome is to celebrate all the wins. If you celebrate all the wins along the way, it's almost like the counter argument to using mistakes as proof in the sense that it's allowing you to use it as evidence of your skill set, abilities and capabilities. When you focus on your challenges and not your wins or the outcomes of how you help your clients, it's very easy to get stuck in your head and self-doubt. On the flip side, when you're celebrating your wins, be it small or big or whatever, it's going to allow you to see, yes, here we go. Here is the evidence that I do have the skill set and the ability to help my clients to get results and outcomes. And there's a whole range of evidence to say that what we focus on grows and all of those things, but this is a really practical and applicable way that you could do instantly. So a quick recap of the five things that have helped me in the past and that could potentially help you if you're experiencing imposter syndrome now or in the future is one, to create a list of skills and evidence of your expertise. Number two is to mindfully consume content. Number three is to talk to yourself. So that really combating that negative self-talk. Four is to avoid weaponizing your failures and mistakes. And number five is to celebrate all the wins. 
As I shared in the beginning of this episode, my intention with this conversation is to bring fresh perspective to this topic and provide you with some practical and applicable tools and insights that I have personally used to support me through my own periods of imposter syndrome. And I hope that it does support you as well. So the question is, what stuck out to you and how will you action it? What could things look like if you didn't have this low level or high impact imposter syndrome constantly undermining your mindset and actions? Could it be that you would show up in a bigger way, meaning that you could help your clients in an even bigger way? If you were to break down those barriers, those walls that you've created for yourself and do the work you care about, what impact could be created? And imagine the freedom that you would feel mentally if you weren't stuck behind these four walls that were become almost an obstacle to you achieving your goals and success inside your business. The truth is, boss, it begins with you and this is important work. No good comes from imposter syndrome, none. And trust me, on the other side of all of this is relief. It's freedom for yourself and the ripple effect will be the work that you do. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Please, if I can ask that you got value from what I've shared today, please share it out on your socials. This is such an important conversation or forward this episode to somebody that you know could benefit from hearing it too. Thank you again for joining me and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.